It was the heaviest thing I'd ever held in my hands. It was just about six days ago. My wife and myself and my son's girlfriend were visiting my son. So I was a hero since I brought his girlfriend along. And he's been in Guatemala since September, so about five months. And he's living with Don Salomon and Doña Mary Hernandez. Some of you know them. I think all of you have heard me refer to them from time to time. And so we were with them. And uh, a Mayan woman, about this tall, gave me this, these objects. And I could barely hold them. They were so heavy. And frankly, I didn't want to even try to hold them. And I certainly didn't want to walk away with them. When she placed them in my hand, it was, it was like she was placing the Titanic in my arms. Paul said this in Galatians. One simple sentence. A very profound statement. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 6, the last half. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Now, I don't know any other place where Paul says the only thing that counts is, or where any other of the scripture writers say that. He says the only thing. He doesn't say one of the most important things is. He doesn't say this is tremendously essential, but there are several things like. He says the only thing that counts is faith, that is trust, active faith. And for Paul, that means faith in Jesus Christ. Faith expressing itself through love. Now, I want to tell you a little bit about our trip. That's Doña Mary, the short one. And she's standing next to my wife. And uh, then there's Don Salomon on the end. So there's three saints in the picture and then me. Doña Mary's very small. And you see that expression on her face? That's what she looks like all the time. In fact, her daughters one day tried to treat her to uh, an enjoyable facial. You know, men, when, when the women put this cream on their face, and you're supposed to just sort of make your face real still. And uh, she couldn't quit smiling. And her daughters kept saying, Mom, you've got to not smile for us to put... And she, then she'd get the giggles. And finally, they just submitted to putting the pack on her face with that smile on it. And I asked my son... Uh, Joel, who's been living in their little home for five months, I said, is she really, I mean, every day of the week, 24, I mean, is this really, is she really a saint, Joel? He said, Dad, she's really a saint. She never quits smiling. Don Salomon, her husband, they're both Methodist pastors. They both studied for the pastorate in their country, Guatemala. Then they went back and studied the Quiche language, which is not their own language. They are Ladinos, which is the higher class in Guatemala, and the Mayan Indians are the lowest of the low, even though they're the vast majority of the population. And 
and they speak the language of Quiche, which sounds nothing like Spanish. So these two Ladinos went back and learned Quiche. And they've spent the last 30 or 40 years of their lives simply going around to meet people of the Mayan descent, the poorest of the poor, the people who actually are not even allowed in Ladino churches. The Ladinos are here, the Mayans are here. There's a language barrier, a socioeconomic barrier, and a racism barrier. And as I've told you on one other occasion, they, they were pastors of a church and all the, their friends, their Mayan friends, started to come to the church and, and they were really excited because these Mayans, when they come to the church, they were so full of Christ. They were so simple, they're so poor, but they're so full of the joy of Christ. And so our friends, Don Salomon and Doña Mary, were just thrilled when they started to come. And then the elders of the church said, well, why don't we build them their own church? And they said, well, they have a great church right here with us. And they said, well, why don't we build them their own? And then he began to realize they didn't want the Mayans with them. They smelled. Their clothes were dirty. They didn't have any money to put in the offering plate. And they were just a little lower. So Don Salomon and Doña Maddie made the hardest decision of their life because they were president. He was president of the Methodist Missionary Society of Guatemala at the time. They had planted some 13 churches by themselves in Guatemala, Methodist churches. And they made a decision to say, if that's the case, then we'll have to resign. And from now on, the Mayan people of all Guatemala will be our church. That was 20 years ago. They were much criticized because they actually go out to the Mayan homes all over the countryside. We drove all over Guatemala. It's a, it took us about 12 hours to get from Guatemala City up to the little village they live in. And that was on dirt roads the last five hours, bouncing in a Jeep. Parts of it no wider than a half of a lane in our country, looking down thousand foot drops. And when we got to their town named Uspantan, they said, well, let's, let's take us, we want to take you to see some of our friends. And that's Doña Mary. If you followed her around for a week, you'd, you'd see this vision many times because this is what they do most days. They go out past the city where they live, which is about 10,000 people, about the size of Carpinteria, and then they drive out further into the highlands and you'll see off to the left-hand side here, you'll see a small home. And Doña Mary, who, who is always carrying something in her hand to take to the people, they, they don't just take gen general things to general people, they take specific things to their friends. And so she's carrying something in her hand, and we weren't quite sure why. I didn't even notice that she'd set aside anything in the car. But as we were walking through this cornfield up toward this house, there she was with... Uh, something in her hands. And this was the woman we met. Her name is Maria. And the last time Don Salomon, who's off to the side of this picture, had seen Maria and her newborn baby, they'd been lying on the mud floor of their home where we are, this picture is taken inside of. And the baby had hardly any clothes, and it's very cold at night right now in Guatemala, and they, they were both shivering. So they brought blankets, of course, and they brought clothes for the little baby. Uh, they brought a little stocking cap and some of those little blanky sleepers, you know, with the legs, the fuzzy legs and the little plastic on the foot. And we dressed the little baby in those. 
And right here, Maria is looking at the clothes. She cannot believe her eyes. It's just a little, a little Lucky's bag full of clothes for her baby. But if you can see the smile on her face, her baby doesn't have to shiver at night. There's only one thing that counts, faith working itself out through love. That's what the Apostle Paul said. We went around to many other places. This woman, I had seen on my previous trip a year and a half ago. Doesn't she look happy? Look at the joy in her face. She's looking at Don Salomon. Don Salomon brought the gospel to her and to her four sons and to her nine grandchildren. And he's now speaking quiche to her. And then he would translate it to Spanish for us. Look at the joy in her face. It, it's, it would be hard to imagine looking at the joy in that face that about 11 years ago, her husband was shot to death for the horrible crime of having a fire going in his, in his oven where they make bricks. That was his job. You have to fire the bricks for three days, or the tiles, a certain type of tile. And there was a rule out by the guerrillas that said there can be no lights on after 10 p.m., but he had to keep this fire going or he ran out of a job. And so he had a fire going and a band of armed uh, guerrillas came and shot him to death. It's hard to believe that looking at her face, isn't it? It's hard to believe that they then raped her. One of her children is a product of that. When we visited them a year and a half ago, they were all living in one small home, probably the size of maybe two of your dorm rooms put together. And they had, she had her four grown sons and, and probably, I think probably all of her grandchildren at that time, all in this little home. They were barely making ends meet and Don Salomon and Doña Mary just started to bring little things and they'd make excuses to give them to them so that they could receive them with dignity. One time he brought a tire you think, well, why would the guy need a tire? Well, tires burn really well. And it really helps to fire up their ovens. And then he'd bring clothes. And then, and then Doña Mary would come with medicine. Because not only did they study at the university theology and the Bible and preaching, they went back and the K'iche language, they also went back and studied medicine so that they could help practically. They're not doctors, but they're what we might call paramedics in their training. And so they would dispense medicines up in this land where... In fact, if you go to a hospital in your Mayan, they just won't let you in. Unless you happen to have a wad of money, and not many of the Mayans in that part of the country have any money. Well, a year and a half ago, they were just barely surviving. And when we came back this year, it was tremendous. They had a thriving business going. These are two of her grandchildren. When I saw them a year and a half ago, they were quite gaunt. You can see they're not gaunt here. My son's become very good friends with them, and, which is quite a thing because he's white and they're Mayan. And the Mayan children have a, a story that floats around that white people eat Mayan children. <laughs> so it doesn't make my son real popular when he just first walks into a group of children. They just, they take off. But, but he's, they've begun to trust him and now they, they run up to him and with these kinds of smiles. These two guys 
ran up to the car along with their other buddies and don't, they were screaming, Don Salomon, Don Salomon. It was like Jesus had arrived. And maybe he had. And it's, he jumped out of the car and he said, Do you guys have a football? Meaning a soccer ball. And they said, No, we just have this little plastic ball. He said, Next time I come, I'm going to bring you a football. And all eight or nine of them went, Yay, Don Salomon. You know, it's not all scripture and hunger. It's fun, too. These guys had never had their picture taken until a few weeks before when my son took their picture. This is another one of her children, the grandchildren. And so he was bringing pictures back to them of themselves. They'd never seen pictures of themselves. And, and they were so thrilled with something so little as a picture of themselves. There's the whole gang. It's like Spanky in our gang, doesn't it? <laughs> and they're throwing their arms around my son now and talking quickly in Spanish and part quiche. You'd never know that one of their fathers, and their, I mean that their grandfather had been shot to death. The woman followed us out to the car afterwards and she was praising Jesus in her language. And she was saying how good God is and how thankful she was for Doña Mary and Don Salomon. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself in love. That's, that's what Paul said. You know, walking with them, they don't do anything particularly complex. I noticed that. A little bag of clothes, some medicine, some food, chicken. The last time I went there and I shared this story Probably with all of you, I was trying to remember this morning if, if the first-year students have heard this, but I'm going to give a one-minute summary of it. The last time I was there, we went to visit some of their friends and found them literally on the edge of starvation. Don Salomon and Doña Mary had been gone for about three or four weeks. These people were eating green corn at the time. They had tremendous diarrhea. They were dehydrated. They were gaunt. The father of the group was... Uh, walking, trying to find work every day, and he'd faint on his way. And we happened onto their little house, and they work with hundreds and hundreds of these people. So the fact that we stumbled onto this little enclave at this particular day was, well, it was just miraculous. It was the Holy Spirit. And we came into that setting, and they, they said that they had decided to die that day. They'd prayed to Jesus because they had become believers through the work of Doña Mary and Don Salomon. And they decided, they guessed that it, it was their time to die. And we were standing there as they said that. And you, I had enough change in my pocket to feed all four of them for probably two weeks. Just spare dollar bills in my pocket. So, of course, we dug in our pockets to get the money so that they could go to the market the next, very next morning. We knew that they could make it. It was only a short distance away. It was getting dark that night. The war was still on at that time. This was about a year and a half or two years ago. We needed to get out of that area by nightfall, or we would be in serious trouble. So we left them with money. She wouldn't accept it at first. And she said, I'm sorry, I can't accept this because I could never pay it back. And don't Solomon said, well, it's not our money. It's Jesus' money. And he sent these gringos here to give you his money. He gave the money to them, and 
So he's told them to give it to you so you don't have to repay them because it's not theirs. Because we're all one family in Jesus. And she just started to smile. I hadn't seen them for a year and a half, though. I'd heard some stories about them. I'd heard they were doing well, that they lived through those weeks. That, in fact, they had some chickens now that Don Solomon and Doña Mary somehow just dropped by one day. They'd rebuilt their house for them as well. Some of your friends helped. And all the family was thrilled with life. This is two of the members of that exact family taken just this last week. They were, had plenty of, plenty of flesh on them. They weren't starving to death. The woman standing there is the mother of the child in the front. She's retarded. She was raped also during the war. And this child was the result. Her mother and father, whom I did not take a picture of, uh, are raising the little boy and her because uh, she's not capable of raising him on her own. And they were so thrilled when we were there. They remembered us. It, I mean, of course they remembered Don Salmo and Doña Mary, but they remembered me. And she looked into my eyes speaking in Quiche and, she, and with Don Solomon translating, she was thanking me on, on, behalf, on behalf of the others that were with me, two other people, my son and another friend. And she was thanking us for all we'd done. All we'd done. Probably gave her the price of a Domino's pizza, I would guess. And she was just thrilled. While we prayed together, my wife put her arm around this wonderful woman, her name is Rosa. And we prayed for her, and she prayed for us. And then we started back down the path. But when we started down the path, I, I heard this pattering of feet behind us. About We'd gone maybe a quarter of a mile, and then I heard this pat, 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 pat coming down the path. You know, I, I turned around like this, and I looked back, and, and here was Rosa patting down the, down the path. And she had on the beautiful... Typical clothes, they call them, the traditional clothes. And, and the women always wear an embroidered apron, and she had something under it. And I knew she was going to give me something. I could just see it. She had just used ear to ear grinning. Now, they, they're not starving to death, but, you know, they just sort of make it along. They, they don't have any extra. So I dreaded the moment because I had a feeling I knew what was going to happen next. And she came up to me probably because I was the oldest of, of, of the gringos. And, and uh, that was a way of showing respect and, and since I'd met her before. And she reaches out from under her, her apron. and She's got a little plastic bag about this big. It's got seven eggs in it. And she goes like this. Those are the heaviest eggs I've ever had to hold. They weighed like the Titanic. I didn't want to take them from her. They weighed with love. They weighed with sacrifice. They weighed with dignity. They weighed with intelligence because Don Solomon and Doña Mary loved her intelligently. They gave her chickens, not eggs, so that she could have more eggs and sell them in the market and feed her family with them and breed them. They used their minds to love intelligently. They were the heaviest eggs I've ever held. They were heavy with grace. They were heavy with mercy. They were heavy with joy. She was smiling. 
to be able to give them to me, even though it probably meant they would eat much less that week. Or they would have less money from the market to buy other goods. But you had to accept them. I asked Don Solomon afterwards if we should give them away to someone else. And I thought he would say yes. And he said no. He said it, it would do her more honor if we ate them. Oh, well, we didn't need those eggs. That's loving intelligently. So the next time he goes there, he can say, Oh, Doña Rosa, your, those eggs, they were so good. And she will be so dignified as a human being, as a sister in Christ. The only thing that counts is love working itself out, is faith working itself out in love. This last picture sort of says it all to me. That's one of the grandchildren that I talked about earlier. I let him take some pictures with my camera. I call them Il Fotografo afterwards. And that's what happened to his face whenever I called him Il Fotografo. He was so thrilled. But I guarantee you, if it hadn't been for Doña Mary, if it hadn't been for Don Salomon overcoming racism, taking the time to learn the language of the people, moving out of their own comfort zone as upper-class Ladinos, moving into an area that was completely different from what they were used to, day after day after day, and falling in love with the Mayan people, he would not have a smile like that. And it made me think, does our faith move us to love intelligently? Actively. Incarnationally. Jesus left his home in heaven to love us by coming to be with us. Don Salomon and Doña Mary left their culture, their comfort zone, and went into the Mayan culture in order to love. Do we do the same? Do we ever reach out past our own boundaries of race, of gender, of socioeconomic class, of nationality, of ideology? Paul says the only thing that matters is faith, that is faith in Jesus Christ, that works itself out through intelligent love. Let's pray for a moment. Father, the joy on this young man's face did not come easily. The joy on his face came through sacrificial love, came through intelligent love. Father, may we in our own ways have a faith that moves us into action, not a faith that is only a matter of reflection, but after reflecting that moves us into loving and sacrificial action. Let's be quiet for just a moment. And I want you to examine your life in light of Paul's statement. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Now may grace, the grace of our God and Father, the beauty of Jesus Christ and the courage of Jesus Christ, 
and the power of his Holy Spirit be with you now and cause you and compel you to love intelligently and sacrificially. In his name, amen.